Perfection is impossible. We know there are going to be deals. There are teams that are going to trade up, down, or maybe out of round number one. Craig will only go on what we know right now, which is 30 slots in round number one. 28 teams have selections. Tampa Bay and Anaheim have a couple each. So he is the GM for the entire National <laughs> Hockey League. He's all-powerful. This is your 27th draft class that you have scouted. How would you characterize this one and how would you rate it? Well, obviously not lacking an identifiable superstar early on, but certainly forward heavy. A lot of forwards, different types of forwards, power forwards, guys that can skate, smaller, diminutive forwards, but not a lot of defensemen. You know, you look back a couple of drafts ago where the top 10 was ruled by defensemen, this draft will not have anywhere near that number. They might not even have five defensemen drafted in the first round. But they have a quality one. Aaron Ekblad is sort of the consensus number one was number one on Bob's list last night. The first pick belongs to the Florida Panthers. Now, Dale Talon, the GM, has said he's open to trading it. We'll talk to Dale in just a few minutes on the show. But for now, we assume that Dale Talon takes that pick. And who do you, does he take with that pick? I, I think he takes Aaron Ekblad because I think it's exactly what the Florida Panthers lack. And in his first draft, he took Eric Goodbranson. But I look back to the Chicago Blackhawks when he was there and they took Brent Seabrook. And I see Ekblad along the same type of line of player. He can play a lot of the critical situations. He can contribute offense. He'll help you on the defensive end. He makes players around him better. And you look at a two-time Stanley Cup champion in Brent Seabrook, I think that the leadership and the type of player that Aaron Ekblad is is something that's much needed in Florida. And Goodbranson went third overall in 2010. They've taken Jonathan Huberdeau, Barkoff. So the pieces are starting to add up in Florida. We'll see if Ekblad is the latest piece. Buffalo, because Florida won the draft lottery, dropped from the first spot down to number two. They need a whole bunch of things. Who do you like for the Buffalo Sabres? Well, there's all this debate about the Sams, perhaps. So I think Sam Bennett of the Kingston Frontenacs. I think of Cody Hodgson there, a smart player. But what Sam Bennett brings to the Buffalo Sabres is that edge, is that grit, is that ability to make a difference at the most crucial times. He wears 93 because he loves Doug Gilmore. Well, if they get a Doug Gilmore type in Buffalo, boy, are they going to be happy. Tim Murray would have an unbelievable great start to his tenor as GM. The Edmonton Oilers had that string of three first overalls in a row, seventh last year with Darnell Nurse. They're back in a high position at number three. And going by what you said about the two Sams out there, Reinhardt's still there, and you go by Bob's list, who had Leon Dreisaitl as the other guy in the top elite quartet. So... That would leave a decision, you would think, unless they have somebody else in mind, of Reinhardt and Dreisaitl, who have comparable numbers. Exactly 105 points and only two goals difference for them this year. The difference, Reinhardt, more of a two-way center, Dreisaitl more of a playmaker, and Dreisaitl has more size-wise. What do you like? I like the size-wise for the Edmonton Oilers. They have Ryan Nugent Hopkins, so who compliments them? Leon Dreisaitl from the Prince Albert Raiders. And, you know, when you get compared to uh, Joe Thornton for having really good playmaking ability, well, that's a pretty good comparable. Then you add the size, a big, strong centerman that can play behind, maybe even in front of Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I think it's sorely needed in Edmonton. You look at the Pacific Division, 
this type of a centerman would be just a great addition to their organization. And Craig nailed the Edmonton Oilers last year. He had them projected to take Darnell Nurse seventh overall. They took Darnell Nurse in that position. The other Alberta team, Calgary, is at number four. Before we get to this year's pick, really the first step in the rebuild came last year when they had three selections in the first round. Monaghan looks great. Emile Poirier, Morgan Klimchuk. Overall, how do you think they did in that first major step? Well, you, Sean Monaghan, he showed what he's capable of. 20 goals for the Calgary Flames. Emile Poirier with Gatineau in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. He's got the blend of skill, power, and some edge. And Brian Burke loves that type of truculence. <laughs> Morgan Klimchuk is more of that real strong two-way player that can play any situation in the game. He'll chip in some offense. He'll be strong along the boards. He'll do those things that you, you hear coaches talk about the little things that help you win. That's Morgan Klimchuk. I think they did fantastic with those three picks. All right. Well, as I keep track with, with Dreisaitl going to Edmonton in your mock draft, well, the Atlanta Flames selected <laughs> one Paul Reinhardt, 12th overall back in 1979. So do the Calgary Flames go to the next generation at number four? Well, this would be the third Reinhardt that the Flames draft because they drafted Sam's older brother Max in the third round a couple years ago. So Sam Reinhardt, the brilliance of Sam Reinhardt playing behind Sean Monaghan. He makes everybody around him so much better. He understands what a line mate needs. He understands what a team needs. He understands what a particular situation needs and he delivers. Sam Reinhardt beats you up with his mind. And for the Calgary Flames, it might not be truculent, but Brian Burke, I think, referred to him as the Albert Einstein of this year's draft class. Right, a, a brainiac center. And, you know, we always joke about Brian Burke and the truculence and belligerence, etc. But he does appreciate the smart oh, player. Yes, he does. And so likely would not hesitate there. All right, number five in the draft goes to the New York Islanders. Now, they could have given this pick to Buffalo. Because of the Vanek trade, they had to either give up their first rounder this year or next year. A lot of people thought they'd give it up this year simply because Connor McDavid and Eichel available next year. But they elected to keep it. Was that the right move? I think it was not the right move. I think it was the wrong move. You've got to keep in mind the New York Islanders have only made the playoffs two times this century. They have picked in the top five numerous times in the last half dozen years. What makes you think just because you want to pick out of the top five, you will? I I still think that they have holes in their lineup. I think it's a very risky maneuver to give up next year's pick and keep this year's. But they have taken it. Uh, they can't go back now. So who do they take with number five? Michael Dalcall from the Oshawa Generals, a left winger with real top end skill. He can score multiple ways. He can score around the net. He's got really deft hands. He's got an excellent shot. His skating can be deceptive, but he's by you before you know it. A very smart player, has great offensive instincts, and understands how to take advantage of the situations in front of him and how to play off of his line mate's strengths. A player that once his physical maturity takes place could be a real force. So you think that would be a great pick for the Islanders, you just don't think they actually should be making exactly. it this year. Uh, let's recap Craig Button's top five in the mock draft. It begins with Aaron Eckblad. From the Barry Colts at number one, Sam Bennett would become a Buffalo Sabre. Leon Dreisettle would go to Edmonton in Craig's world. Sam Reinhart to the Calgary Flames. Michael Dalcall to the New York Islanders at number five. And joining us now, the general manager of the Florida Panthers and the owner of the first overall pick, Dale Talon. You have said that that first pick is available for the right price. Handicap your odds of choosing number one in Philadelphia Friday night. Right now it's about 70%, James. Uh, we've had a lot of tire kicking. 
I have one concrete offer so far, uh, a few serious tire kickers and the rest of just kind of like calls that, uh, what do you want for that pick? And I said, I don't know, you tell me. The hard part about it, James, is whether, what's the value? You know, we got to figure that out, um, you know, and how far do you go back? All those things have to come into play. But, uh, you know, no real serious suitors other than one so far. I'd probably say I've had uh, about 10 calls from different teams with regards to what we wanted for that pick. So it's actually been fairly quiet, and I think uh, I've had a couple calls already this morning. And uh, I, I imagine the next few days, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, we'll probably get more and more calls for it. Well, you said you're trying to figure out the value. What would entice you to part ways with that pick? Well, I'd like to get a young player that fits into what we're doing, you know, a player that can play right now and step in and be a, uh, a player that we can have for a long time. Uh, because the, the first pick uh, is probably one of those types of players. But, you know, it's going to take that, probably a good young player and maybe a, a pick or something like that. We're not quite sure what the value is, but somebody has to knock our socks off for us to make the move. You've been assembling these building blocks for your teams, Jonathan Huberdeau, Alexander Barkoff, Roberto Luongo, your new coach, Gerard Gallant. If you do keep the pick and make it, is Aaron Ekblad perhaps the perfect complement to those blocks? He's a really good player and probably the most ready of all the players. We have need in the back end as well. We do have a lot of young defensemen in our system. Uh, he would just complement them and obviously we have a need on the wings for some scoring because we're solid on the back end with young players and we have a lot of good young centermen with Barkov, Bukestad, Trocek, Shore, Peary, uh, Hodges we just signed that we drafted uh, last year out of Victoria. So we've got a good uh, core of young centers and Huberdeau on the left side. Uh, so we, we'd, you know, we'd look at, seriously look at some offense, somebody that can play either with Barkov or Bukestad. You were a defenseman who went second overall back in 1970, but why have NHL teams been so reluctant to pick defensemen so high? Only 10 times in 45 years have they gone first overall. I don't know, really. Uh, you know, it's the hardest position to play other than goal, I would think. So I think it takes a little more time. It's an easier transition for a forward uh, to make it right off the bat uh, out of his draft year. But defensemen, you know, there's so much to learn about the position. Uh, if they're an offensive weapon in junior, they have to learn how to play the defensive side, and uh, that takes time. So I think that's probably it. Uh, though uh, watching Seth Jones play this year and in the World Championships, uh, you know he was really impressive. But uh, you know I think it's just a matter of what needs are and where you're at as far as your depth chart and what your team looks like for the future. Well, it was 20 years ago that the Panthers took Ed Jovanovski first overall, so we'll see if you celebrate that anniversary with another defenseman. Thanks for this, Dale. Good luck. My pleasure, James. Thank you. Okay, ahead on the mock draft, more Canadian content. Vancouver, Toronto, and Winnipeg owning three of the next four picks. Will they go with forwards as well? Craig will tell you next. People that would do anything for golf deserve a store that would do anything for golfers. Visit Golf Town for the largest selection and guaranteed lowest prices. Golf Town. Anything for golf. Great. This is the last thing I need. Let's take this puppy over to Midas and get you some of the good old Midas touch. You know what? I'll drive. I really didn't think this through. Visit Midas for our $39 summer maintenance package, including oil change, tire rotation, visual brake check, and more.
You don't deserve this car. A car is a privilege. Respect it. Legally, for any whiskey to be considered a Canadian whiskey, it has to be aged for at least three years. But Gibson's Finest is fully aged for 12 years. For a taste, it's more like this. It's just way more tasteful. Gibson's Finest. Taste, fully aged. Deserve a store that would do anything for golfers. Visit Golf Town for the largest selection and guaranteed lowest prices. Golf Town, anything for golf. The 2014 NHL Mock Draft is brought to you by Chevrolet. Find new roads. It's great excitement for the draft, but not so great for the state of Canadian hockey that five Canadian teams select in the first nine picks. First time ever that has happened. We are at number six in the mock draft right now with the Vancouver Canucks. Haven't had a pick this high since 99 when they selected the Twins second and third. They don't have two in a row. I don't think there's any Twins available. So uh, Jim Benning, who ran the drafts in Buffalo and Boston for 13 years, who would he take at number six? Well, you hear the term upside used with an 18-year-old draft, and Jake Vertanen of the Calgary Hitmen might have the most upside of any player in this draft. Excellent skater, excellent shot. You combine that with a real edge to his game, and you're talking about potentially a grand slam player. And that's what teams are looking for. And if you're the Vancouver Canucks, you don't want to be picking in the top 10, sixth overall. But a lower mainland player kind of fits nicely for the Vancouver Canucks. And with that type of upside, I don't know how you can pass him by. Benning also has the Kessler deal to worry about. We wonder if that gets done before the draft. Do they end up with another first-round pick somehow out of that in this first round? But for now, Carolina at number seven. Who do you like? Well, I think they're really short on defensemen. And I think after Aaron Ekblad, Hayden Fleury fits in perfectly from the Red Deer Rebels. Think of Mark Stahl, a real steady, big-time competitor on the blue line. That's Hayden Fleury. Exceptional skater and he uses that skating in a real effortless manner. He can close the ice on opponents defensively and he can really move the puck ahead offensively. A player that's big time competitive and very steady. And a string of five straight forwards in Craig's mock draft after Ekblad, the defenseman, went number one. To the Toronto Maple Leafs at the eight, the Hockey News ranked their prospects 21 and under and that includes Morgan Riley, 29th in the NHL. Only the Rangers worse right now. So this would be a massive pick for the Leafs. Who do they take and why? Well, I think it's Nicholas Ritchie from the Peterborough Peets. He's a man-child. Big and strong, can skate. He's got an NHL shot. He needs some maturity and he needs to understand how to use all his attributes to his best advantages. But that being said, when you look at what he brings to the game, 
That is potential unbridled. And if developed properly, he could be a home run for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Another Canadian team at number nine with Winnipeg. It's kind of the dead zone, supposedly, when you don't make the playoffs and yet you don't get a top five pick. But the Jets have done okay in the past. Who do you like here? Well, who I like here is Nikolai Ehlers, a Danish player playing with the Halifax Mooseheads. He got to play with Jonathan Drouin. And you know what? I've compared him a little bit, called him the Danish Drouin. He's got dynamic skating ability. He's a big-time competitor in tight, and he doesn't shy away from the competitive areas. And I dare say he's learned a lot from Jonathan Drouin because during the playoffs, he made some big-time contributions at critical times. And as mentioned, Winnipeg has a habit the last few years of picking in these sort of spots, and they've done especially well. Mark Shifley, number seventh overall as a center. Truba, number ninth, and Ehlers would be number nine here. That's a pretty good group. It sure is, and I think Mark Shifley and Jacob Truba, stud picks. Now, it would have been six Canadian teams in the top ten if not for the Bobby Ryan trade. The Ottawa Senators traded their first-rounder to Anaheim uh, last summer, so Anaheim gets the tenth pick, the first of two for them. Who do you like there? With one Finn retiring in Timo Solani, why not introduce another Finn, Kasperi Kapanen, the son of former NHLer Sammy Kapanen. An excellent skater, a very good two-way player, and versatility comes to mind when you think of Kasperi. He can play left wing, he can play right wing, he plays offense, he plays defense, he's a difference maker. And when you think about the Anaheim Ducks group of young prospects, Kasperi Kapanen fits in very nicely. Sammy was selected 87th overall by Hartford way back in 1995 so it would be some bragging rights he's definitely going to go higher than dad and by the way eight sons of NHL drafted players all ranked in the top 60 according to Bob's ranking so a lot of familiar names you will hear again Jake Furtanen goes to Vancouver according to Craig at number six Hayden Flurry, the second defenseman in the mock draft at number seven to Carolina Nick Ritchie scorer strong tough he goes to Toronto at number eight Nikolai Ehlers, the Dane, to Winnipeg at number nine, and Kasperi Kapanen to Anaheim, the first of two picks for them at number 10. All right, coming up on the mock draft, the final 20 selections of the first round. Who will the Canadians take? They went for size last year. Do they go big again? Greg will project ahead. TSN 1050, Mike Richards in the morning. It's draft week, and that means someone's life is about to change. The future rests on this kid's shoulder. Quality parts and personalized advice. What were you thinking, man? That's worth listening to. Napa Auto Parts. Custom advice comes standard. Okay, so legally, for any whiskey to be considered a Canadian whiskey, it has to be aged for at least three years. Now, a three-year-old whiskey has a taste that's a little like this. But Gibson's Finest is fully aged for 12 years for a taste that's more like this. Or this. It's just way more tasteful. 
Gibson's finest 12-year-old Canadian whiskey. Taste fully aged. When they took a guitar and added electricity, it didn't just change the sound. It was the birth of rock and roll. It changed everything. Now, Mazda changes everything you knew about compact SUVs with bold Kodo design and revolutionary Skyactiv technology. It makes the Mazda CX-5 lighter, giving it exceptional fuel efficiency and unparalleled performance for an amazing drive. This is the Mazda way, and this is the 2015 Mazda CX-5. Coming up after our show, a TSN original documentary, Playing to Lose. The story of the 83-84 Pittsburgh Penguins who tanked the season on purpose in order to land prize prospect Mario Lemieux. We have to make a conscious decision as to what we can do. And he said, the only thing we can do is we got to get, we got to get Mario Lemieux. Back with Craig Button as the mock draft continues. We're going to move things along a little bit and take you right through 11 through 30. One pick at a time. Let's start with number 11 where we find the Nashville Predators. Craig. They need offense, so why not go right to Michael Nylander's son, William Nylander. He's got flair, he's got confidence, but he's got the chops to pull it off. Arizona, the former Phoenix Coyotes, Brendan Perlini. Big skills, big promise. You look at a big winger that can skate like that, a much-coveted player. Julius Honka to the Washington Capitals. Maybe along the lines of a Mike Green, but make no mistake about this young player. He makes a big difference in the game. Dallas, Dylan Larkin, speed kills. Think Darren Hell with a little bit more offensive ability. Playing behind Tyler Sagan, not a bad one-two punch. And then the Detroit Red Wings, Jared McCann, all-round player. Point on the power play, penalty killing, strong, smart center, right up the Detroit Red Wings alley. You go 9 through 12 on your mock list, all players, four in a row, who are the sons of formerly NHL drafted players, which is remarkable. Also, McCann, if, if they pick at 15th Detroit, that would be Detroit's highest pick since 91, where they picked Marty LaPointe 10th, which says an awful lot about right. that organization. All right, let's get quickly to 16 through 20, and at the number 16 spot, we find the Columbus Blue Jackets and Sonny Milano. Stick-handling magician, and he finds a way to do it at the most important times. Philadelphia Flyers, hometown draft team, takes Anthony D'Angelo. To me, a dynamic defenseman that can really get the puck moving forward and creates offense. Minnesota Wild, Robbie Fabry, Mr. Clutch, OHL MVP in the playoffs. He knows how to perform at the most critical of times. Tampa Bay, Travis Sanheim, a player that's just risen up in terms of on the radar, a really good, well-rounded defenseman. Think Ryan McDonough. And then the San Jose Sharks, Kevin Fiala. The Swiss player played in every significant major international event for Switzerland. Big-time competitor, real confident, lots of skill. D'Angelo's interesting because on Bob's list, he just fell out of the top 30 at number 31. Had all sorts of suspensions this year, but would fit right into that Philadelphia mentality, I suppose. I think he would, and I think that his on-ice abilities fit perfectly. And not far, the Flyers, uh, about 25-minute drive from his hometown in New Jersey. We are to number 21, where we find these St. Louis Blues. And another familiar name. Why don't you go hometown, take the son of Hall of Famer, Al McInnes' son, Ryan. Again, a lot of untapped potential but he could easily be at number two center in the National Hockey League. Pittsburgh Penguins, big Alex Tuck from the U.S. National Team Development Program. A big up-and-down winger who can contribute offense. Colorado, why not go to Moda? We're just inducted Hall of Famer 
Peter Forsberg is. Adrian Kempe, he was key in the J20 championship for Moto. Anaheim Ducks with their second pick, Nick Schmaltz. Big-time skill, great vision, a lot of similarities to Jason Spezza. And then the Boston Bruins looking for some scoring. Jakob Verana from the Czech Republic. He needs one shot to make good on it. Teams are always looking for that type of goal-scoring ability. Which brings us to the Montreal Canadiens at number 26, who have this habit of choosing Americans. They've picked Americans six of the last eight years early on. Do they make it seven of nine? No. And I think that when you look at Galchenyuk moving back into the middle of the ice, they're trying to add some size. Ivan Barbashev from the Moncton Wildcats. An unbelievable leader. He will do whatever is necessary to help the team win in any area of the game. He is one of the very best leaders I have seen in his age group any time during my years watching young players. Ivan Barbashev will fit perfectly into what Montreal is doing, not only in the skill department, not only in the size department, but in the leadership department. Down to the last four and a bunch of teams that have done very well in the National Hockey League and don't need a ton of help, but just filling in the spots here and there. The Chicago Blackhawks have the 27th selection. And I look at having a defenseman, Marcus Patterson, very raw. But they have time to allow a player to develop. He's only going to get better. And then you move on from there, and you think of the second pick, Tampa Bay, for the New York Rangers, Nikita Sherbeck. He came onto the scene in Saskatoon, a very poor Saskatoon team, a very well-rounded uh, winger. Then the L.A. Kings, Roland McEwen. Do you know who he compares himself to? Drew Doughty. He's the perfect pick for the L.A. Kings. He can watch Drew Towdy up front. Now, the New Jersey Devils, they can't trade this pick. It was part of the terms of receiving this pick back. Brendan Lemieux, Consmite Trophy winner. His dad won it in 1995 with the Stanley Cup champion New Jersey Devils. I think he's a pretty good fit there. With and the dad Devils. was picked around that time, chosen 26th <laughs> overall by Montreal back in the 83 draft. So there is your top 30. When we come back, we'll talk about a very highly skilled player who did not make the top 30 in Craig's mock draft. We'll tell you why next. The 2014 NHL mock draft is brought to you by Chevrolet. Find new roads. Valbeer is all about numbers, and good on four of five crash tests wasn't good enough. So he helped invent the transverse cradle extension, part of what made Chevrolet Equinox the only one of eight mid-sized SUVs to receive the highest rating in all five IIHS crash tests. And those numbers matter because of these three. That dedication goes into every Chevrolet. And during employee pricing, you pay what Valbeer pays. See what he does for yourself. Share some happiness with Tim Horton's new Strawberry Baked Goods. Featuring the delicious Strawberry Shortcake Donut, delightful Strawberry Shortcake Muffin, and our sweet Strawberry Glazed Timbit. Strawberry season won't last forever, so head to Tim's today. sound four times the detail of HD the ability to share the excitement the Sony 4k TV it's like nothing you've ever experienced
The 2014 Chevy Equinox comes with great features like USB connectivity so you can enjoy your favorite music. Mom, 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 hi mom. And the multi-flex sliding rear seat for your passenger's comfort and your own. During employee pricing, you pay what we pay. Get the IIHS Top Safety Pick Equinox LS for the cash purchase price of $24,951. Find new roads at your local Chevrolet dealer. Here's the rest of your draft week schedule on TSN, playing to lose. The story of the Penguins tanking to get Mario Lemieux is next, followed by the draft countdown Thursday night, 7.30 Eastern, and round number one of the 2014 draft, 7 o'clock Eastern on Friday. Josh Hosang of the Windsor Spitfires, ton of skill, doesn't make it into your top 30. Why? He's a top five talent who's become a wild card because of concerns about his ability to play within a team structure. Those concerns only have become more magnified since the combine when NHL teams question him about his ability to integrate within a team structure. They were left with more questions than answers. You know you're confident when you wear number 66. People have been talking about him since he's about 10 years old.